Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas, and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Happy holidays from the staff at Unwritten Imaginings. From the staff? I'm not entirely sure when we got staff exactly, unless you count the editor. Does that count as staff? I don't think it counts as staff, right? Because you'd have to have a position. I mean, it kind of depends. Do you consider contract work a position? Because sometimes it could be, right? I don't know. Like, do we have to provide benefits if we have staff? And, like, Mm. vacation time and stuff? I don't know. And whatever, (laughs) you know, international stuff is involved here just makes that even more complicated. Like, are we staff? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. Do we count as staff? The endless question for... Are we hired? You know what? Let's just ignore all of these questions and say, you know, good luck with whatever holidays. Yeah, good luck, because you're going to need it, am I right? Exactly. (laughs) Okay. You know, for gift-giving holidays, that actually makes sense. Yeah. So, um, hi everyone. My name's Eunice. I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternus Source. And, um... I've been at work for, like, the last probably five or six Christmases, and will probably continue to do so for the next three or four Christmases. (laughs) Hi, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame, and I'm gonna be honest, I'm not at work on Christmas entirely because it's a Sunday this year. You're not at work because it's a Sunday? Exactly. Okay. I mean, honestly, working... During Christmas, if you don't, you know, have somewhere else to be, it's, like, pretty chill. See, the thing is, I do have somewhere else to be, but my attachment to being that somewhere else is minimal. Yeah, I mean, being at work, if you have somewhere you don't want to be, excellent excuse. (laughs) Uh, Pro tip. (laughs) Anyways, not that I'm I'm avoiding my family or anything. They're great. We just don't um, give a damn about Christmas. Um... Yeah, so, uh, did you introduce yourself yet? I believe I did, yes. Oh yeah, you did. Okay, so, um, this week I came up with an idea during our last week recording. That's you did? You even wrote it down? Not, not that it's like a well-developed idea or anything, but I just wanted to like create a world where both magic and technology are quite advanced in the research and the development and technology. Okay. I guess the first question is, do they interfere with each other or are they just not very applicable to each other? Like, you know, you use magic to do something and then you use tech to do something, but you can't really use magic to improve the tech or use tech to improve the magic all that much. I would say they don't actively interfere with each other. So it's not like you can't have a device that uses both, but the um, components and materials that tend to work for each one are quite different. So it, it basically, it does, it's not like seamless fusion, 
but it's not like they don't work at all. But you'd have to you'd have to put both components in. It's like it's, so you have your layer of magic armor and then you have your layer of tech armor. Yeah, right. You'd have to have you know your electrical wiring, and then your magical wiring, which is like mini ley lines. <laughs> and can they be run like in parallel? Yeah, but it's like the. So you most... have a gun that shoots ghosts and bullets, but like yeah. it doesn't necessarily shoot bullets and ghosts at the same time. Yeah, well, I mean, it could, but then it'd be a double barrel gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's say, let's say the magic channels have to be made out of crystal, and um, oh, I see stuff like that. It's like you, you could can't... definitely make a gun that works. That's made out of crystal. It would be difficult, but you could do it. You mean a, that wouldn't shatter? Yeah. I don't think crystal's a great material for that. Oh, no, it's of... not. It's absolutely not the ideal material. Terrible. It kind of sucks, actually, but you could make one that works. For how many shots? Um, that's a really variant <laughs> That's a good question. That's that's the question. It yeah. would work for the first shot, and then after that, we don't know when it's going to explode in your face. <laughs> well, if it's made out of sapphire, it's not exactly going to explode immediately, right? But it, it's not going to last forever, but it's not going to immediately explode either. No, crystals are, like, very brittle. Just because they're high on the Mo scale doesn't mean they're, you know, durable. You could break crystals by well, dropping yeah. them, even if they're I know. high. Anyway. I'm, I'm well aware of this. You could also probably do, like, an explosive chamber that was metal and then... But, like, you know, these, these days, with modern technology, it's actually quite easy to, like, synthesize thin layers of diamond or sapphire or whatever yes. just where you need it. So it's actually, you know... So this is a it world. also might be much, much easier to just carry two guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you could have one gun that does both, but it's kind of bulky and a little bit like making compromises. Or you could it's have... It's bulky and unreliable and it's not very good, but if you can't really tell whether somebody's a ghost or not, it's absolutely the right choice. Or like... You know, it might be, you can get a, a good one, but it's like, you know, eight times the price of two separate ones or something of that nature. Um, well, two times the price, you would definitely only want to get the one. But if it was like, you know, 20 times the price. Yeah. I said eight for something around there. So, you know, it's like, it's doable, but not classically done. But, you know, as technology advances it makes the incorporation of both elements more feasible. I gotta say that this setting really re lends itself well to, like, just going full action movie here. Okay. Why? What do you mean, why? What do you mean, why? Like, compared to the other stuff that we do, is this is obviously action movie? At least to me personally, you know. Okay. It, I said, I didn't say that it is obviously action movie. I said it lends itself to. Okay. You know, we could, we could, if you wanted, go down the random romance route, but we've done that enough times that uh, having something that actually works in the action movie set is something that uh, makes it fun. Well, I mean, you know, 
As long as we don't do like the action movie cliche, like, oh, the damsel in distress fell in love with the emotionally unavailable hot guy who saved her, because that's, uh... <laughs> hey, we've got magic. We have the perfect excuse not to make our uh, protagonist the emotionally unavailable hot guy. We can make the emotionally unavailable hot guy the damsel. Eh? <laughs> what? Oh, you're saying because magic's the equalizer? Exactly. Okay, but, like, that's... I don't think we should have anyone be a damsel. I don't like damsels. Um, you know, rescue your goddamn self. Thank you very much. Well, he's trying, you know? But it's it's difficult. <laughs> There's, like, layers of traps here. Oh, God. So you have, the two, you have the two sections of the movie. You have the rescue and the guy who's trying to break himself out. What? Did you put them in reverse chronological order, or what? No, I put them simultaneous. Simultaneous. You cut between them. Okay, I don't understand what's going on with this plot. <laughs> Emotionally unavailable hot guy gets kidnapped for some reason. We're not entirely sure what that reason is. Doesn't really matter. It's an excuse <laughs> plot. Nothing matters except for, you know, the actual things that are happening. Because again, action movie. Get stuck in a room with a bunch of mooks in a, like, crazy, totally unescapable situation. Then, we cut to the person who's rescuing him. Okay? This person gets the demand, gets the ransom, decides that they don't want to put up with that ransom. Easy, easy, okay? Starts the, like, crazy action movie montage, uh, suit up, and then they, they start breaking in to fight all the mooks and, like, disable the traps and deal with all that nonsense. Meanwhile, emotionally unavailable hot guy, who would be the protagonist in another movie, just, like, barely manages to get himself out and is, like, digging through and, like, trying to find random bits and bobs from everybody else. Then, eventually, you have these two sides meet, they point their guns at each other, and then they stop and stare, and then you can you can go on from there. So, why is, like, the person who's rescuing the emotionally unavailable hot guy is part of the same organization? No. Then where, they, how, they, where are they getting the ransom? Wait, where did the organization come from? Well, emotionally unavailable Hawkeye obviously has to work for a spy agency. Have you not oh, seen Oh, it could movie? be from... Okay, it could be from the same organization. It could be just, like, a friend that he picked up along the way, you know? When did emotionally unavailable Hawkeye pick up a friend? This is somewhere in their shared sordid past that we allude to but never explain. <laughs> He's emotionally unavailable. When did he make a friend? Exactly! <laughs> That's what makes it so confusing and brings them back for the sequel. No, no, no. We do need to decide what this dramatic backstory is because it will become relevant eventually. <laughs> mm. I would assume, essentially, this person's become a lich. We couldn't stop them. Frankly, we couldn't capture them because at this point it wouldn't do any good and becoming a lich cures you of human empathy. So our best option is to just kill them. So, this is the guy we send. And that's, you know, what the organization that they were a part of kind of does. Okay, so it's actually not a rescue mission? No! This one's a rescue mission, but their past history is not a rescue mission. Wait, wait, I don't understand. What was their past history? Who was the lich? I have fully lost you, apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying, like, their past history is as an organization. The organization's goals are essentially just murder people who are too far gone okay 
that's why they have this set of skills that lets them go into this, like, entire thing just shooting the whole way. Okay, so they're not friends. They just work for the same organization. They could be friends. I would prefer them be friends. Okay, or... then you still haven't explained how they're friends. <laughs> or they... They're just part of the same organization. We don't explain this. Or they do some kind of mission together once. They twice. reference a mission and we never explain what it is and we don't need to know what it is either. Like, I the mean... entire point is that it's like a brick thing that just keeps people coming back. It doesn't really exist. And you flesh it out and make it crazier and crazier every time. And you don't technically contradict yourself, but you don't need to make it make any sense. Did they have to go deep undercover as a married couple for a couple years? Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, sure. Let's just say they're they're friends or something. Or like, maybe... It's know, hard to define the relationship and we don't bother. We just let the readers come to their own conclusion. the other person tried to be friends, but, you know, emotionally unavailable guy was too emotionally unavailable. So, uh, it didn't work out. So, they haven't talked in a while, but, you know, they know each other. Yeah. Well, and as soon as the call went out that this guy got kidnapped, uh, you know, they were immediately there, so. Yeah. You know, make the, the romance subplot somewhat not gross. Just make it nice. Or don't have it, you know? Just don't make it like James Bond sleeps with a hot girl and then leaves. Like, just don't do that. <laughs> um, I see, I see. Um, okay, so it's kind of like digging a tunnel from both sides. Uh, exactly! And then when they meet each other, then they decide that they actually do want to take down this guy who caused the ransom situation to happen in the first place. And then... You get two people being action badasses in a situation where you can just go absolutely wild with effect. Okay. I don't really understand why this particular world setting made you think this, but okay. <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, okay, there's a world, there's magic and tech, and you're like, action, explosions, killing people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, okay. I mean, you can do that with just magic and just tech. I don't see how... You can. Having both. You can, but mixing the two lets you do things that are completely wild. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I feel like either one makes perfectly acceptable explosions. Uh yeah. But, like, how often can you run along a wall without some weird electric effect and shoot a gun at the same time? What do you mean with some weird electric effect? Well, because, you know, most sci-fi settings that are, like, super tech. Because I wasn't going for, like, super tech, right? Mm -hmm. I was going for, like, you go modern day tech. Yeah. But then also there's, like, magic that lets them do a lot of the same things that, like, super tech and magic settings would let them do in addition to the tech stuff, which is just very interesting for the purposes of going absolutely hog wild on action stuff. I mean, okay, I don't know how much we'd have to explain how magic and tech work. I mean, I guess you could have the go to the prototype lab with the crazy scientist scene uh, where they spout, you know, some tech babble and then give them a bunch of devices. <laughs> well, also you could have, you know, as they're digging up from this organization that they're kidnapped by that caused the kidnapping that kicked off the whole plot. You're, you're, like, digging through their materials, and you see, like, magic stuff, and it's like, ah, this stupid spell, I haven't used it in 20 years. Oh, uh, 
Yeah. Okay. So it's like spider climb, base spider climb. Yeah. So they have to uh, MacGyver their, or I guess the the one that's you know the prisoner exactly MacGyver their way over, and then the other one you know has all the latest stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you know. The great thing about magic is that you can't fully disarm someone. They can probably do some basic stuff without any components. Look, casting a fireball is hard, but you can definitely get a fire going. You can definitely throw a spark. Yeah, you can summon an imp. (laughs) That sounds pretty extreme. You know, all you need is some blood. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can draw a circle with the blood, so it's hard to disarm. <laughs> kind of Extremely difficult to fully disarm. Yeah. And, you know, people can have, I don't know, magic tattoos stored somewhere or something. Oh, I would go absolutely crazy with both magic and, like, weird, technically modern tech gadgets. Yeah. It, <laughs> just, like... Stick it everywhere. Just like they're just bristling with devices. There's a beam that makes you uh, super tired, and at first everybody thinks it's magic, but it's actually like a tech microwave emitter. Okay, microwaves don't make people tired. Well, we it's not microwave. It's a different one. I forgot which okay, one. Okay, oh, some well. kind of wave. Exactly. That's not a microwave. Cause that it's not a microwave. Microwave makes you warm. <laughs> yeah. Which can make you tired, so I... I mean, no, I sure. It's like, yeah, you know, heat stroke makes you tired, you know? It does! I know, but that's not really how we would describe, you know, heating someone up with microwaves. <laughs> it, it makes you, you tired. Never know. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Um, okay. And then, um, I don't know, like... I feel like we have to make some cool gadget stuff. I'm almost certain that we do. Uh. Like, basically, we need to explain why technology advanced the same way that it did, even in the presence of magic. Maybe the magic doesn't really affect, like, most technology things. It only really has an effect on on people or living things. Actually, you know what, let's just do, like, you know, magic is just another force of physics that is incorporated into the standard model of that world, not this world. Um, it's more and... of like a, it's more of like a half mirror. It's about 30% the size of, like, normal physics in its entirety, but it only applies to biology. So it's like, as people just advanced science in general, they advanced both the magic side and the non-magic side. Okay, that makes sense. That's gonna be my explanation. Um, so yeah, and then you know, it's like, what are other things that we do in modern science? What do we use electricity and actually we mean radiation? Modern science is like <laughs> electricity, radiation, material science. Yeah, and no, that's it. No, there's also mo- there's also um, motion. Ultrasound, sound, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> yeah, it's... It's integrating things. You know, like, 
Well, I mean, electricity and magnetism kind of go together, but... You know, like, people have learned to use the full range of stuff available to them to make cool devices. Or at least a significant portion of it. Okay, but, like, would people even use guns? Like, or would it be more like, you know, something that facilitates your classic fireball and then they add, like, a taser to it or something? (laughs) I mean, I imagine that guns are pretty near the top of the quick lethality and, like, ready-to-carry business that you can manage. Like, maybe you can use a spell, but, like, it's got a travel time and you're going to get collateral damage and it's not going to be as instantly lethal. Like, I guess the question... It's not projectile weapons. It's, like, would... In this world, would projectile weapons that don't use magic be based on ignition? I would say yes, although you might be able to get a better silenced weapon out of magic. I wouldn't necessarily allow a better better lethality weapon out of magic. Because it's like early guns would be far inferior to a classic fireball, let's say. Well, early guns were far inferior to a crossbow, but they were still developed. Yeah, but... You know, cannons were the the main effective thing at the time. And then guns were kind of just like, let's make it small and handheld. Let's Um, take a cannon and make it small. Um, I, because cannons are, like, don't have to be operated by, like, a specialist mage caster operator, I would say that, yes, those still came around, although maybe slower. Okay. But even if they did come around slower, you know, having access to magic as you develop them means that you can, like, skip some of the steps along the way as well, so. Okay. I would say that, yes, guns are flying. I don't know. Like, I wanted there to be some kind of difference in the development of modern technology that somehow makes sense. Like, oh, actually, we use electromagnetic acceleration to shoot nails at people instead of... Um, <laughs> Real guns are prohibitive for several reasons, um, but if you decided to make it so that magic could provide power, then there's not really a reason that that wouldn't work. Although, if it can provide power, you have like a lot of differences. Yeah, maybe one of the breakthrough inventions of the century is just like a really small spell component that it's just a really tiny lightning spell (laughs) but it's extremely powerful it's very powerful very compact it does take like user input to make it work but um Ah, i see so that's why random people can't just pick this up and use it well i mean i would say most people can shoot like one thing from such a weapon i'm not sure but I was more concerned about its use in electric cars. Oh. Uh, I think most people have enough magic that they could drive an electric car to work and back. Like, maybe not a road trip, not a cross-country road trip, but that's, you know, a lot. <laughs> well, you know, it has a battery, too. Yeah. So that you can recharge your magic between sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you could, um... Sacrifice a small chicken. 
How do we generate magic in this world? There's active, there's active like chicken sacrifice mart. There's yeah, there's like there's self. A kit. There's like self-powered spells, and then there's ritual spells that take a lot longer and have components, but um, you know, you got more power or something. I don't know. Make up your own magic system. It's flexible. Yeah, but don't make it like that powerful. Essentially, you want it to be similar in power level to modern stuff, but like on different axes. Yeah, it's got to have downsides, but you know, adding an ex- a time component is a pretty classic downside. Okay. So, um, like the person was probably kidnapped by the followers of the of the Lick Lich or the Lich. Demon King, whatever you know, the underlings who want revenge for whichever baddie that our our emotionally unavailable guy took down. A while back. Absolutely, like, years ago, and completely forgot about, because it was just a Tuesday. Well, I don't know, maybe it was one of their more impressive takedowns. Maybe it was one of their more impressive takedowns, but, like, you know, not, like, one that they would talk about, because they didn't really talk about their work, because they're emotionally unavailable. Yeah. So, like, they certainly remember it happened, but, like, yeah, they, they haven't thought about it in years. Exactly. And, uh, I don't know, maybe the one rescuing this guy was also on that mission, and they actually haven't talked to each other since then. Because, <laughs> oh, even better. You know, emotional unavailability. <laughs> Look, this guy has a lot of problems, and very few of them stem from being kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so it's like, you can have some sarcasm, like, when they finally meet up. It's been a while. <laughs> of course, the, the unavailable like, guy is like, yes, it has. That cracks me up. It's been a while. <laughs> I don't know why it cracks me up. Uh, yeah, okay. And then um, they have to, you know, stop the resurrection of the bad guy. Because the Makes underlings sense. are trying to, you know, murder children in exchange for bringing the soul back or something if we blow up this orphanage and trade these children's souls we can bring back this one guy who hey. is also evil your orphan count went up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> in in the context of blowing them up <laughs> but they're rescuing orphans is what i'm hearing <laughs> okay and, you know, probably one of them is going to just cling to emotionally unavailable guy. That's how, that's the classic way to make someone more sympathetic. You just um, have a, a, an orphan kid hug them and then, like, as long as they're not pure monster and they won't, like, push them away. So then suddenly their image is rehabilitated. <laughs> See, it would be very funny if we did make them push the kid away just, like, immediately. But then, like, something fires between them right where the kid was. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's how you do it, where it's like, you make it initially seem like they're being that much of a monster, but then it was like, no, 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 it was just preventing the kid's head from being blown off. It's fine. But that way, you can keep the emotionally unavailable image, and... <laughs> yeah, but still, you know, uh, sympathetic to the audience. Exactly. Yay, everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly the author who gets to cheat. Um. Um, yeah, okay. 
and then, um, you know, have some cool devices, uh, like mini railguns and uh, controlled uh, nuclear fusion. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that controlled nuclear fusion might be a little bit outside of the reach of modern technology, even with magic augmentation. No, we have controlled nuclear fusion. We just don't have net positive energy output. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so controlled. what, they can make helium on the fly? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you would suddenly want to make helium, but... You know, I'm sure... Out of hydrogen, some... too. So literally the only benefit is that it's no longer flammable. Yeah, and it can make your voice sound squeaky. <laughs> Again, <laughs> hydrogen. So the only benefit is that... Wait, if you breathe hydrogen, will it make the same... No! The squeakiness is based on the speed of... Is based on the speed of sound in whatever... Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that hydrogen has a faster speed of sound. That's based on the density of the gas, not the... Hydrogen is less dense than helium. Wait, speed of sound. Okay, <laughs> now I'm getting sidetracked. Okay, okay. Speed okay. of sound in hydrogen gas. <laughs> but is it even safe to inhale hydrogen? I don't really know. <laughs> Molecular, probably. I don't okay. know about atomic. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I don't hydrogen. Think it would be terrible. Hydrogen, four hundred and thirty-three. No, ugh. one thousand three hundred and twenty meters per second versus helium nine hundred and seventy-three meters per. What is so? It's even faster. Sound? What's the speed of sound in air? Oh god. If you look it up in nitrogen, you you'll get most of your answer. I mean, you can just say air, because they'll, they'll, they'll do it. 343 meters per second. Yeah, so it's even squeakier than <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. Not that we're, we're recommending that if your party store is out of helium, that you, you substitute with hydrogen. That's definitely a... not what we're saying. Because <laughs> There's definitely party... reasons we don't use hydrogen. Most it's... of them have to do with explosions. It's called the Hindenburg. <laughs> Where they were like, why don't we, why do we use helium? Hydrogen's no, lighter. We no, we used hydrogen before we used helium, and then the Hindenburg happened. Hydrogen's, you know, lighter and cheaper. Why would you ever... <laughs> well. <laughs> In upcoming years, uh, we may switch over to hydrogen anyway, because we are running out of helium. We are running out of helium. It's just escaping. It's not like it's it reacting. flies to the top of our atmosphere it and then it disappears. Escapes. It's escaping. It doesn't escape so much as it gets shot by the sun and so Unless away. you know, you know, the fusion technology that they've been constantly saying is thirty years away actually comes, then we probably won't have a shortage of healing of them anymore. I'm gonna say that <laughs> the actually reputable places that I've seen it from said it was fifty years away ten years ago. Oh, okay. But um, that is the joke. That it's always twenty years away. Yeah, yeah, based on people who don't understand technology. But they swear this time. <laughs> There's a big difference between what I call a technology evangelist and a technology expert. And yeah. there's a reason that I don't listen to the evangelists. Cause they're crazy. 
No, it's not because they're crazy. It's just because they're wrong. <laughs> well, that's, you know, they, they delusional. Exactly. But, you know, hopefully. It's been, how many years has it been since they started saying it was 30 years away? <laughs> I think, like, 70. <laughs> oh. Oh, really? Um, that's depressing. Um, yeah. Okay, maybe in this world they have nuclear fusion. It's not great, but it'll get you there. It's slightly energy positive. <laughs> you can carry it with you, and it's slightly energy positive, and, you know, you get one shot from it, uh, that it essentially makes one shot from your gun every, like, two minutes. But it's not really, like, a shot. It's more like a bomb. Oh, I see. Except, like, it comes from a gun-shaped device that's reusable. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's a bit overkill to try and use nuclear fusion just to replace bullets. I think that's not <laughs> even slightly realistic. Exactly. That's the point. Oh, man. Okay. So, you know, have fun with, with that. Go like absolutely a, crazy. This is like a physics nerd... Um, type of story well yeah step one is figure out what your magic can replace step two is figure out what that actually does to uh science and then step three is go crazy yeah it's like figure out the stuff where we're like we know this could theoretically work but there are some like technological barriers that we're still working on and then just be like well if that can be solved with a small simple spell then we are in business <laughs> Oh, yep. man. And then, you know, our business is blowing things up. <laughs> blowing things up isn't really our business so much as it is basically the easiest thing to do with any technology. Mm, that's true. But because we've decided to make an action story, it's our business. That's true. <laughs> I was not imagining this was going to be a, you know, adventure spy rescue story, but that's where it went. <laughs> Look, 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 look. We have to go in weird directions occasionally. And by weird directions, I mean the most common direction. Yeah, it's so unexpected that it's now original. It's so expected that it becomes original by virtue of being on this show where we usually go down the unexpected route. Yeah, the only twist is that emotionally unavailable guy grows as a person. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Plot> not twist. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> that's how we bring it home. That's the plot twist. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> like, everyone's like, oh, ooh. The plot, it's, it's like, oh, there's, it's not just going to be a, your classic rescue mission, right? And it's like, no, no, that, that part follows exactly as expected. <laughs> Although, the person that you'd expect to be the rescuer is the rescuee. Sort of. He rescues himself big part of the way. Not all okay. the way, but big part of the way. You know. Yeah, make the rescuer someone who doesn't look imposing. They usually use more, like, uh, subtlety to get their stuff done. But that Which makes it much scarier when they go down a murder rampage. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what they lack in ability to physically beat people up, they make up for with 
larger explosions. <laughs> and, you know, uncanny accuracy. And just, like, really, really brutal methods, you know? <laughs> they make fun for it in a lot of ways. <laughs> because, honestly, like, punching someone is, like, the least effective way to kill them. <laughs> there we go. Uh, they don't bother with such inefficient methods. <laughs> Inefficiency. <laughs> that's, that's, that's their reason. It's too inefficient. That's why I never bothered learning. <laughs> <laughs> I never learned hand to hand because it frankly would not help me kill people faster. Exactly. Uh, okay. And then, you know... Um, we can probably spend a couple of minutes thinking of fun ways that magic and technology can kill people in this world because, you know, every time we come up with the magic system, we do that. <laughs> I would say that one important thing to do with this magic system is to make it so that you don't have a magic spell that's just gun. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there'd be no point. That's like, your... Um, your Harry Potter, um, you know, killing curse that is just a gun. That's your um, D&D uh, warlock Eldritch Blast that's just bullets but magic. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say the Harry Potter killing spell is... It's that. just a gun. No, 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 because a gun can also be used to wound people. <laughs> Oh, okay. So it's like a gun has actually more versatility than than an insta kill curse. The yeah. insta kill curse can also miss and it can be partially deflected and not kill somebody. Yeah. As of literal canon, although the person writing this is not exactly good at canon or internal consistency. Um, a person as a person. Um, uh, yeah. But you can't, like, point it at someone's leg and only kill their leg. That would be very funny if you could, but no. <laughs> that's that would be really funny if you could. <laughs> Although, like, shooting somebody in the leg with a real gun is liable to kill them as well. Well, uh, yeah, they're probably gonna... I mean, they're gonna... You know, if they don't have immediate medical attention, they're just gonna bleed. As I said, it's a spell that's just gun. But it'll take you a few minutes to die, okay? It's different. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it's not meaningfully different, and that's what uh, you as a writer should keep in mind. Well, I mean, you can't say this is a world where you can't conjure a fireball. That's like... No, but it is a world where you can't, like, just cast a, a spell that kills people. Sure. Yeah, because that's not and an it's effect. A, it's a world, yeah. It's a world where you can't cast a spell that I mean, fires sure a bullet. You can cast a spell that prevents the conduction of electricity for, like, a minute in a certain oh, area. That's, that's so... <laughs> that breaks science, and we're just gonna skip over that. I mean, if you want an insta-kill, that's how I would do it in this magic system. <laughs> just... just don't allow, like, neurons to fire. <laughs> just, 
Just stop. Ooh, spells that break physics. Um. <laughs> um, honestly, you don't. It doesn't even need to be for a minute. If you go ten seconds, that's probably enough to like fuck up your heart and your brain. <laughs> that's enough to break a lot of things. Yeah, that's allowed. Okay. But, like, I would say that you can't insta cast that spell. Yes. You could use it as a trap. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, it's one of the traps that your uh, people need to get past. One of the classic traps. <laughs> it's an expected trap, so, you know, there's probably a workaround if you're ready for it. Oh, no field. <laughs> oh, Oof. good thing I was ready. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. I think we're good. We, we've got enough stuff here. You know... They, um, as they're escaping, you know, they have some conversations that, you know, make it kind of like comedic contrast between the supposed seriousness of their situation, the fact that they're just like talking about their feelings. (laughs) (laughs) They have an emotional conversation about this guy's uh, previous emotional unavailability, meanwhile... (laughs) They're just like action movie context. They're just casually blowing stuff up and shooting people, and it's just like, why didn't you call me? (laughs) Look, you need to communicate. I can't understand your feelings if you don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Explosions, gunfire. And they're just like, you know, just to like emphasize when they're feeling frustrated, like they use a larger than strictly necessary explosion. Oh man. Okay. And then, you know, in the end, they can, you know, work it out and, you know, either be friends or romance, depending how you feel about that sort of thing. Or you leave it on a cliffhanger to be handled uh, with your next uh, sequel. I don't know, man. I feel like that's something emotionally unavailable guy would do. (laughs) (laughs) So it's perfect. Stop putting it off. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, so it's perfect. Okay, well, that's our adventure. Or you could just, you know, take this magic system and do something else with it. You could do literally anything else with it. (laughs) Whatever whatever floats your boat. Exactly. Okay, I think we're done. If you like this story, write it. Email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you hate this story, good for you. But we would appreciate it if you could still like, rate, and review the podcast. If you want to be a guest on our show, then guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. And happy holidays. We'll see you next week. See you next week.